This is KSKQ 89.5 FM Ashland, Oregon, and KSKQ translator K231CW 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon, also streaming at www.kskq.org. And you're listening to Dream Dream Infringement! Featuring your favorite co-hosts, Jennifer! Bobby and me, Emily, with special guests, Jaden and Steve. Here at Dream Infringement, we like to tell stories and play music based on a weekly theme. So stick around, pour a glass of your favorite beverage, turn up the volume, and enjoy the next hour of Dream Dream Infringement. All right, Bobby. Yeah. You want to lay that theme on us? Okay, so... Because we find ourselves in the state that we are collectively in as a civilization, as a humanity, under quarantine orders, you know, we don't get to be around as many people. We're not going to those dinner parties that we, you know, find ourselves at on Friday nights. We're not going to the movies to watch that latest blockbuster and eating that popcorn with the yellow butter flavor extra who knows if it's butter yeah we're not it's probably not we're not going to the horse races anymore (laughs) we're not watching our favorite hockey team we're not going out and you know uh having our favorite pasta at that italian restaurant that we love so much we're not doing that instead we are at home and we are watching the world go by from our windows a lot of us maybe aren't even going out any further than the than our fences. Mm-hmm. But we are observing things. We are seeing things unfold. We are noticing things that we've never noticed before because we usually are off to work. Getting those reports into Tom. That's Tom clapping his hands together saying, get in those reports. Exactly. And so because of that, we have decided to call the theme of our show tonight, this week, Neighborhood Watch. That's right. And to kick things off, we're going to hear from our dear friend and co-host, Jennifer. Hey, this is Jennifer and the Neighborhood Watch. What's been going on around the block where I live? You did not ask, but I am here to tell you anyways. So, I dug out my telephoto lens and captured my nemesis from the last episode, you may remember. And it is an American Robin, and in all likelihood, what I'm hearing is him screaming, this is my tree, my tree, you can't have this tree, I know you want it, you all want it, but it is my tree, I shall defend my tree. Unless you are a nice ladybird, because I'm so lonely, so very lonely in my tree that no one is allowed in except you. So, and I feel like all the paired up doves are smugly mocking him, like, coo, 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 you loud, lonely loser. Um, and the crows seem very irate about things lately. They are cawing more than ever. In fact, when I go walking, so many more birds come out to yell at me. I'm like, oh no, I'm stumbling into an Alfred Hitchcock movie very unwillingly. Uh, One of our neighbors with a high school graduate had a party. 
there was like six cars parked around and that was unsettling. I was like, I am not ready for this thing that you are doing that doesn't involve social distancing. And I will look through my window judgingly at you. Also in my rounds, I often take pictures of the lovely flowers in this one guy's yard because um, he has a fantastic garden. And he's like my parents' age and sometimes he's out doing gardening and we chat about flowers. Um, but it's apparent that he and his wife are having a little bit of a quarantine meltdown uh, because he was like actively trying to get an affair going. And I was so shocked. You know, for one thing, um, to use Bobby's expression, it had been a hot minute <laughs> since I showered. I didn't smell that good. I was covered in cat hair. Um, and I think it's just those quarantine goggles at work, I guess. But the other was that there's nothing in any conversation that was even remotely suggestive of anything. And it was just so wildly inappropriate. And I was completely disappointed because I wanted his beautiful yard and gorgeous flowers to reflect like an equally beautiful soul. But instead, they were flowers of betrayal and abandonment. So that was very disappointing. Um, we also had some neighbors that very recently moved, and we were not sad about that. They just seemed to have a lot of drama. Uh, one time when I was outside, the mom was yelling at the little girl, and she was saying, How many times do I have to tell you to stay out of the way of my cigarette smoke? I love you, but I swear. And there's just so many elements wrong you know, with that statement, another time I walked by and the little girl was telling her friend, I put spit in my hair. And the little boy was yelling uh, back, Ooh, you are a very strange person. That actually was kind of funny. And sometimes a guy would come by and then they'd yell at each other. Last time he came on a motorcycle and he just never took his helmet off. So I guess that was doubling as a quarantine mask. Um, we have other neighbor kids that are super sweet though. Um, they're 9 and 11. Their mom does something with the school and teaching and she has them on a very strict schedule. Like homeschool is not lacking in that house, but they're still super bored to where talking to me and my parents and helping Bruce with socially distanced yard work is exciting. Um, but they're so funny and polite. The little boy tells my parents that they're doing a really good job on their yard. And if there is one way to my mom's heart, it's complimenting her landscaping. I don't know, sometimes it makes me sad that they'll grow up and have to deal with acne and teenage angst and stress and real life things and can't just stay protected in this little perfect childhood bubble. Um, we also have one set of neighbors that have two small dogs and sometimes they walk them, but sometimes they use a big stroller and walk them around the neighborhood that way. And they have two different strollers. Sometimes it's both dogs and a big stroller, and sometimes it's just one dog and a smaller stroller. And like, why does one dog get to go and not the other? And I'm confused why the dogs who can walk sometimes don't walk, unless they have four dogs two younger and two older, and it's the older ones in the stroller, but when you just take all four dogs out, then at the same time, I'm very confused about this arrangement. Also, the dogs in the neighborhood 
are like ridiculously keyed up. One will bark and suddenly it's like the scene from 101 Dalmatians where they bark a message across the country about an evil woman and dog-napped puppies. So check on your dogs, people. They're not okay. Anyhow, that's what I see going around the neighborhood these days. Uh, The song I picked is by The Talking Heads. It's called Once in a Lifetime, only it's by Kermit from The Muppets with a sweet Statler and Waldorf jab at the end. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) You may find yourself listening to Dream Infringement. Yes. I'm glad that you uh, plugged us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, Jennifer, I have never heard that version by Kermit before, and I love it. Yes, it was very delightful. Especially the old guys at the end. Those old guy Muppets, I just, I can't get enough can't of get them. Can't get enough of them. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> and Kermit has such a vulnerable, like, singing voice. I love it. He, he does. He's he a does. very vulnerable character. You can't help but go, aww. That's true. When you hear from him. You know you were doing it, listeners. You know you were <laughs> eyeing. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to hear all of Jennifer's, like, neighborhood happenings that she's observing. And she's she is an avid walker. Like, I've never seen anyone tread so much on the sidewalks in their surrounding areas. Yeah. Outside of Jennifer. What are you averaging, Jennifer? Get back to us. <laughs> and I it's... mean, in miles. Yeah. And it's not just steps that she's getting in. You know what else she is um, accomplishing? What? She is connecting with people. She is. I think that that was maybe a surprising part of the walks. I don't know. You'll have to weigh in on that too, Jennifer. Did you set out to connect with people or did the connections just happen? Yeah. Yeah. She's had people like invite her, invite her into their backyards. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, just to look at their backyards. People yeah. are proud of their backyards. Right. Yeah. Um. So in our neighborhood, I haven't really, like, not a whole lot has changed. Um, our one neighbor, I see uh, her walking her dog a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, all the time. Every time I go out, they're walking the dog. Yeah. Um, and then our other neighbors a couple doors down um, have a couple kittens and they were outside yesterday and I was just like, Bobby, where are those kittens from? Whose kittens are those? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, where are the kittens from? Who do they belong to? Yeah, she um, got really scary. <laughs> I was very excited. They were really cute. They were, they were. Uh, and, and but they're our they're neighbors. Yeah, our boys were trying to catch them, which is a, uh, yeah, is a never-ending uh, mission, trying <laughs> to catch a kitten. It's just not going to happen, especially when it's outside. It'll, it'll end eventually with Even, you catching it. When the kitten allows you to catch it. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then... Another thing that's happened in our neighborhood, um, especially at the beginning of the stay-at-home orders, so we live, like, next to a field, and then beyond that field, like, on the other side of the field is a park, 
and there is some like really rudimentary workout equipment like just some (laughs) bars you know it was like installed in like the early 90s it's it's those those things that you see with with the plaque there's usually like some kind of a a sign some signage next to the extra quote-unquote exercise (laughs) equipment and it shows like a very crudely drawn person uh safely exercising on that exercise equipment (laughs) so that you know what to do and usually it's like a wooden like a wooden stump Right. You walk up onto it and then you step back down. We need those signs though, because otherwise we'd be like, "What are we supposed to do with these stumps in the ground <laughs> or and this, this pole in the middle?" <laughs> this metal bar. Yeah, well, those are pull-ups. I mean, I guess that's the <laughs> the obvious thing you could do with them. I'm not no, sure. No, I need a sign. Yeah. I wouldn't recognize Maybe that. There's a few more things you can do with a pull-up bar, but but we've yeah we've seen some. Some pull-ups we have seen. Many, many pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, we were taking our dog out um, for a walk in the field, and we noticed a man just doing pull-up yeah. after pull-up after pull-up for probably like an hour. In his mid twenties, he had that like he he had that that youthful energy and also aimless, uh, <laughs> like aimless desire. To do so many to, pull-ups. Yeah, just kind of like for so long. This is this is what I'm doing. I have no end goal. It's just gonna be the thing that I'm doing for the next hour. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his end goal was to have pull-up arms. Yeah, maybe. I haven't seen him since, so he yeah. just he, he did, did it all it. in he, that one day. He accomplished his goal, I guess. Um, and then another thing we've seen, and this isn't in our neighborhood, but sometimes we'll go to this big parking lot near a school for our boys to like ride on their scooters or run around. Um, and we'll see this young woman who is also in her 20s and she looks like she's doing like her evening walk or something. And then she'll go over to the park and swing for a while. And mm-hmm. it's like a really pleasant sight to see i don't know i just i i can feel the vibe that she has and that Mm -hmm. is like you know she's she's enjoying herself and maybe reconnecting with her childhood a little bit yeah well maybe you know i have a theory about the swinger girl um swinging swinging girl i have a theory and that is that it is against the law to make use of playground equipment oh boy bobby had to (laughs) bring that up and maybe there's maybe there's a part of her that really enjoys being bad i don't like think so enjoys breaking the law but like in a small way and so and so with every swing she's satisfying that like that need to you know stick it to the man stick it to the man to like (laughs) you know you mark one up in for the, the smallest way possible yeah yeah i mean i, I don't know disagree. i mean we're not gonna call the cops on her i think she's at the end of her walk and she's enjoying like a simple pastime that's a nice that that's and a, finding clarity yeah i like that theory that's nice i mean mine is also equally as possible but let's go with that one that seems really sweet all right well <laughs> we have a song 
Yes. Um, and I was unaware that Jennifer was going to play a song by Kermit the Frog. And in the same vein, what? we've got a song by Sesame Street called Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Enjoy, everyone. All right. I love that you have like these two, we have these two Jim Henson <laughs> musical productions. <laughs> yeah. In who a row. Knew? I, I feel like there's these, uh, these stumbled upon themes that we end up having for our show and, and you never know what it's going to be. But, uh, I think that there's something forming here. I believe you are right. Yeah. So uh, so we did something really special, special for the show, in that we did an interview with someone uh, very special. And <laughs> it's so special. It's super special. Can I say special a little bit more? I would love for you to. Okay, well, listen to this special interview. Enjoy. So, we're, <laughs> so we are sitting down mm -hmm. remotely with our nephew, Jaden. Yep. Yeah. He he is he is a teenager. He is. And I don't know why. In I feel, the flesh. In, <laughs> we got one. Yeah. Finally, we, we finally yeah. got a teenager <laughs> on the show. Uh, maybe yeah. So uh, good for us. Jaden, do you want to uh, say hi to uh, the the world out there listening? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I welcome myself to your presence. <laughs> So, so you, you are in fact a teenager. What is your specific age? I am uh, 15. 15. Okay. You're like in the throes of, so, of the teens. Yeah. People on the road better watch out. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. That's drive. I've been warned. <laughs> yes. So that's driver's permit age, right? Yes, exactly. They haven't lowered the age for driver's licenses? I don't believe no. so. Okay. <laughs> I hope I... they never do. <laughs> so, so Jaden, um, uh, you are uh, you are 15 years old and you find yourself in the middle of a quarantine. This is a, this is a uh, what's happening in the world is unlike anything that has happened in in modern history. Yeah. I might go as far as saying. Totally. Yeah. And um do you find yourself very comfortable in uh, these circumstances, or are you waking up every morning wondering why in the world you were born um, in the stream of time that you <laughs> find yourself in? Well, you know, having recently has spent a lot of continual time at like home before the entire quarantine started, I'd actually been out of town when the quarantine started. so. When I got home, I'm like, oh boy, how long is this gonna last? And you know, that was about a month and a half ago now. Yeah. And you know, now we're here, and I'm just like, okay, one day at a time. I get to play Rocket League or whatever. So <laughs> I'm glad about that. And Rocket League is a video game, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You were kind of like you were kind of stuck out of your home visiting exactly. friends when this happened were you yes. was it scary or were you just how did you feel well you know it's not like a matter of being scared as much as like annoyance that you can't go outside and do the things that you would normally do like yeah mm -hmm. visiting friends or yeah. even 
going out and just doing stuff in general. Yeah. You're just at home. Yeah. And there's yeah. only so much you can do at home. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so what is it that you miss the most that you can't do? You might have answered that already, but... I gotta say, it's most likely probably going out eating at restaurants. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. that is a very, very hard thing. Yeah. 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 You're not you're not like an order out kind of guy. You're not like this just doesn't do it for you. No, no, you gotta have that you know whole sit in experience. You need the ambiance. Yes. Yes. I yeah. I don't know about you, but I like it when when someone is serving me. I like when they're like, "Would you like more soda? Would you like more French fries? Is there anything else I can help you with?" Well, then I, I love have that. news for you, Bobby. You just got served. <laughs> just <Gosh>. kidding. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like feeling, it makes me feel special. Good, that's yeah. nice for you. Yeah, it's special. So, uh, and you are not just court, you're not just like a 15-year-old who lives by himself and, and is independently wealthy. You have, you have a family <laughs> that you are, that you are stuck with also in this quarantine, correct? Yes, yeah. yes. Do you have any challenges that you've uh, that you have uh, met up with? With well, yeah, this yes. In fact, yeah. Well, recently I've been playing video games with other people, talking, you know, conversation style with them while playing. Mm-hmm. And many times I've been noted for my, shall we say, loud not loudness on you know video games. So I have been relocated to. An external part of the house that oh boy. <laughs> does not have any insulation or heating of its own. <laughs> does that mean like outside they kicked you out? Like you're on the lawn screaming? <laughs> yes. They're like, go play outside. I'm like, okay, I'll go play my video games outside then. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, at least they didn't say turn off the video games. They're like, you can do this, yes. but yeah, not I'll in there. It needs to be. That is very nice. I'm very happy yeah. about that. Um, is there anything uh, peculiar that you've noticed about like your neighborhood? Because the theme is neighborhood watch. And because we're home more, we're kind of seeing like the, the goings-ons goings on goings on going yeah yeah you, you're seeing the uh coming and going of people i don't know why i'm saying this <laughs> because we're home more you're seeing more um, right you know yes. a perspective that maybe you didn't really have because you were busy you know going to restaurants and playing video games inside your house yeah <laughs> right. so have you noticed anything at all anything peculiar well, it's kind of nice. Our town is actually way ahead of the uh, whole being weird fad, so we are way ahead of the game with that, so <laughs> we are very proud of that. But I gotta say, neighbors do do strange things sometimes, you know, seeing weird things happening, like, you know, weird shitnets coming in, or weird shitnets going out, or, yeah. you know, not to be too specific, because I don't want to get caught in the middle of any of them. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 yeah, you don't, you don't. Heaven <laughs> forbid one of your neighbors is listening right now. They're like, oh, that, time wait to... Wait a minute, <laughs> that was my bizarre shipment. <laughs> because, <laughs> as of currently, my location will remain incognito yeah that's, okay that's that good. sounds good yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep your mysteriousness <laughs> yeah. 
keep it under wraps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't want a neighbor who's like, oh, time to listen to my favorite show, Dream Infringement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so are there any, is there anything, um, any birds that are, that you're hearing more in the morning that are just like ruining your day? Because Jennifer, for some reason, she's, she's more aware of like birds. She's got this one bird that's like very loud at four in the morning. And so. it's, it's waking her up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are her misgivings. Got any bird, bird problems? Wow. Birds. Well, there are a family of crows, in fact, that have recently moved into some trees in our nearby area. Uh-huh. And you get some pretty spectacular crow fights, i got to say. You wow. can actually pay to watch those. Crow fights. Crow fights. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous, Jaden. I love crows, and I want to be friends with them. But you're not necessarily okay with watching them fight? I mean, I don't really care what they do on their own time. I just want to be their friend. Because there was a story of a girl who would, like, feed these crows. And then the crows started bringing her, like sparkly things like necklaces they bring her all kinds of crazy stuff yeah yeah so befriend those crows use this time my advice to you is to use yes, this crows time are amazing animals yeah <laughs> to make friends with the, your yeah. fighting crows yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so emily emily this is good advice that you're giving be to on me. a first name basis with them <laughs> yeah They'll protect you and bring you... This is like a uh, grown-up to less grown-up person advice here. <laughs> I'll take this to heart and be, become on a first-name basis with the girls. Good, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're um, encouraging your younger nephew to approach the violent crows. You know, it's the younger generation <laughs> that, that's capable of more than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, you have actual crows that are like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah so... I try to make yeah. friends with the crows in our neighborhood, but they, yeah. like, they don't like me i think it's eddie's fault they're freaked out by eddie yeah well they're the street crows probably (laughs) yeah they mean no nonsense (laughs) so Jaden, let's get down to the nitty-gritty let's i'm gonna ask you the question that everybody is just they're dying to know the answer to are you ready all right that question is which super power would you rather have flight or invisibility No, I no pick one. it's not. Just be honest. <laughs> All right. I'd go with invisibility. Uh-huh. I really would. Yeah. And you could kind of like do sneak attacks. <laughs> yes, that's true. I could, I could see, um, I could see the appeal and the invisibility. Sneak up on those crows. I do, yeah. I do have one problem with invisibility is, would your clothes be invisible too, or would you have to take those off in order Ooh, to become invisible? That's a yes, tough one. That's, that's, that, that could be a game changer. You just that stum- could be a game changer for me. Yeah, you just stumbled upon the like the chink in, in that uh, question, like the armor, the chink in the I armor think, of that question. I think in, the, in this uh, world that we've created um, where invisibility is a possibility, it should be that because... The clothing is touching you it also becomes invisible yeah but then everything uh, you touch might become invisible so what if you're standing so on you the don't floor? want to turn into like some sort of Midas uh, syndrome 
with yes. invisibility. Yeah, it's oh, too confusing. That would ruin your life. This is like quantum logic conundrum here. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, great. Okay, I got another question. I gave myself a headache. I have another question. (laughs) I have another question for you, Jaden, okay? That question is, if you could live in any decade, which decade would you live in? Mm, I gotta say, I'd choose the 50s. Then I'd have a good jump on, you know, every music track from then onward. (laughs) You're like, I gotta, I gotta. I could come out with the 60s. 70s and the 80s music all in one big That's, bundle holy cow they're like <laughs> they're not re- we're not ready <laughs> can't he's like it. all right have i got a have i got a hit for you <laughs> oh i can see you you're like yeah that's great. That sounds good. So you're just going, you're going to steal future songs from musicians. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure the Beatles would love that. Any sort of time travel yeah, has to do with some sort of monetary gain for me. <laughs> that makes sense. Yours is a real flashy way, though. Some people would just, you're like you know, betting on the horse bet races. On the races. You're like, nope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's um i like your your style that's why i ask these questions because they reveal so much about the person so would there be i guess if i was trying to think of other ways you could make money without gambling in if you were a time traveler and i guess it would just be like investments but that sounds boring yeah who <laughs> you're like yeah the first thing there's i'm gonna go see going on here <laughs> I'm gonna go see an accountant. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Hey, teacher, give me some good investment advice. I'm gonna go back to him. <laughs> that sounds great. How um, fun. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is definitely this is good. I'm glad that we're getting to catch up because because so many people in the world right now are worried about like what what's gonna happen with you know these this virus and everything and and a lot of them are people who are grown-ups like i mean got people who have jobs own businesses and stuff Mm -hmm. and and i think that it's important to know what a a young person like yourself um what it is that that they think about this whole thing Mm. yeah yeah and I don't know. Do you have any specific questions? Um, have you been binge watching anything? <laughs> yeah, that's what oh, I was. That's, ex- that's funny. You should ask. Really. <laughs> that's exactly oh. where I was going <laughs> with that <laughs> train of thought. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. I like to keep it light. <laughs> so, have you been binge watching anything? Well, yes. Well, I gotta say, I am trying to set at least a record within the state of, you know, Oregon, but trying to set a world record is the, the shortest amount of time that the entire series of Downton Abbey has been binge-watched wow. in a row. Wow. <laughs> is, that I, why, I, is, is that why you're screaming so much <laughs> that your parents have to banish you? <laughs> you're watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> No, oh, Lavinia! Well. <laughs> Jaden, take your Downton Abbey outside. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's yeah? What, what season are you on? Where are you? I gotta say, I can't. 
I fizzled out about two weeks, but I'm still pausing it about the two week mark. But I gotta say, I think I'm around season four. Wow, oh, wow, that's impressive. After about two weeks, my previous record was a month. Wow, so okay. I'm trying to beat that. Okay, all right. Oh, so you've seen everything already? Oh yes, okay. definitely. So you know Matthew dies. <laughs> we, should, we should we should put a spoiler alert on this episode. Yes, I've I'm seen sorry. That. I'll go back and do that. <laughs> Unspoil it, please. Unspoil it. Oh, not it's not the Matthew you think. It was another it's character a that it's a different one. He was like the he was like the plumber. <laughs> so, it was a different Matthew. Oh, that's right, Matthew the plumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> forget that role. Well, everyone did. <laughs> so, yeah. um, well, Jaden, we we've hit our. We've our hit our limit. <laughs> Would you like to introduce um, the song that you chose? Okay, so this song is a personal favorite of mine. It's called Big by Limiter, which is the band. They, they liked it so much that they named their band after the guy who invented the Big Bang Theory, which is interesting. Oh, that is wow. interesting. The show or the concept, the, the theory? The concept, but I gotta say, whoever invented the show would have been a lot more of a genius than the guy who invented the concept. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I wanted to know what, like, I need to know who the difference. Who? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, alright, cool. Yes. Do you want, yes. you want to say, DJ, drop that beat? Do I have, no. <laughs> DJ, drop that beat. <laughs> Yeah, it was so refreshing to get some some fresh blood into the show. Yep. <laughs> Would you say it was special? It was very special. <laughs> and now we have arrived at the portion of our show that I like to call Rapid Fire Questions with Jennifer. It's, it's a new thing, and we probably won't do it again. But anyways, uh, Jennifer found out that we had watched that Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner joint belovedly called Romancing the Stone. Thank you. And we're about to watch a Jewel of the Nile. We haven't, we just we started like, it. Yeah, we like five minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got to ease our way back into that whole world. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear what Jennifer has to say. I have a, my suspicions are that it is not rapid fire. Okay. But you never know. Maybe she'll surprise us. All right. Yeah. Okay, so I just found out an update, and I have to share it with you all. I just found out a piece of news. It is burning a hole in my metaphysical pocket. So you remember in the last show, previous, where I was talking about watching a lot of 80s movies, specifically Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile, and then I said this. And I found out that Emily is deeply afraid of Kathleen Turner. Terrified. She's what haunts her deepest, darkest nightmares. So use that information cautiously. So word is on the street that Emily's been working very diligently to overcome her her terror of a certain actress. Um, I think maybe through exposure therapy. And so my question is to her, um, how's it going? You know, what was your motivation? 
How did you overcome this so that you too could watch Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile? Um, oh, and also, what what is the the history or the the basis of of the fear? I, I don't think I know that part. Just that it existed, but not what caused it. I think I can answer your question, Jennifer. Even though it was directed to me. <laughs> Imagine Emily as a young girl walking home from school when all of a sudden a woman wearing a Kathleen Turner mask comes, jumps out of the bushes and knocks her her school books out of her hand. That would, um, I feel like that would make more sense. <laughs> um, no, I am afraid of Kathleen Turner because when she smiles, um, <laughs> It's scary. It so, looks like a grimace. So the so not you weren't gonna say the whole world smiles with her. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm sure some people do. I I hope some people do. I want nothing but the best for Kathleen Turner. Um, she has really intense eyes, and just like everything she does is with an intensity that I find terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, her voice kind of has like this raspiness to it that is also very scary. Um, so yeah, that that is why I'm afraid of her. And I believe it's from this movie because I did see this movie when I was really young. And about when Bobby and I were watching it back, we were both like, wow, this is there's a lot of really intense <laughs> uh, things happening here, um, such as men getting their arms bitten off by alligators. Oh, yeah. Or crocodiles. And then grabbing their bloody stump <laughs> and screaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, can I just say oh, yes. that a lot of the things that you're describing uh, Kathleen Turner to be are very similar to what I would describe uh, Michael Douglas to be. <laughs> that is true. So That's true. I think maybe the fact the, that that they worked as a pair. It's the combo. Maybe it was maybe what happened is it like softened Kathleen Turner's creepiness. It's possible. <laughs> like her Kath, Kathleen Turnerness. Maybe. And maybe her Kathleen Turnerness softened like it's just this like this uh uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, cycle? Yeah. A, a symbiotic. Yeah, just I a don't nev- know. Like a, a cycle of softening weirdness. There's a word, but yeah. I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what inspired me? You did, Jennifer. You inspired me because you were talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I I gotta like Jennifer's talking about it, so that obviously means there's some like value to this movie, and I need to try to watch it again. So oh, that's yeah. why I hope I answered all your questions. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking them. Yeah, and it's being such an inspiration. Yes. So as we get towards the end of our show, one of the uh, last few things that we are gonna do is debut a very special uh, piece that was created by none other than Steve. Emily's dad. That's right. So listen up to Steve's Story Corner, and I believe it's called Finding the Badger. Enjoy. In our last episode, Timmy and his little sister Becky found themselves as the only apparent survivors aboard the HMS Audacious after the horrific explosion nearly 15 miles off the Northern California shore. Barely visible through the dust and wreckage was a single light, small, weak, 
and blinking slowly in some strange pattern. It acted as though an unseen hand were sending out a secret code to something or someone nearby. And yet there was no thing. There was no one. Although the sea was rough and choppy, the two youngsters were nearly paralyzed with anxiety, not sure if they would ever again see dry land. Fifty-two days aboard this ill-fated ship was nearly more than they could bear. Yet less than a day from the end of their long journey, and as yet unknown character had stepped into their lives, adding a twist and a turn to their newly unsettled lives. A slight change in the wind now caused the ship to lean in a shoreward direction as the simultaneous noise of a newly started motor broke the silence of the formerly still air. The boat again began to move, now with purpose, and in time that light again began to blink in a syncopated rhythm that belatedly matched that of the light they first spotted only moments ago. Both youngsters hoped this was only a dream, perhaps a piece of shared imagination. That hope was shattered when a voice cried out from beneath a curiously tidy pile of empty orange crates near the flashing light that now made an occasional sound to accompany the flashes of light it generated within. A withered hand slowly emerged from between the crates, foreshadowing what could only later be described as indescribable, a description that seemed to contradict itself yet perfectly illustrated the uniqueness of this introspective moment. In a voice that matched in sound the sight of a withered hand, the lone character crawled out of the shadow and into the daylight that now shone brightly as though it could illuminate with light the single word that could only be heard. The word was more sound than speech and yet it was as clear as if it had been uttered in a diatribe as only a third-rate novice politician would utter in a desperate attempt to claim a victory that would never come. At the sound of that baneful voice, the children felt both dread and hope, for this was a voice they knew, and yet it had obviously been altered by events defying both knowledge and description. Again their senses were challenged as the creaking vessel began to pick up speed, headed now toward a small object whose blinking light now drew closer, as though on a mission driven by the resolve only the now-missing captain could muster up. Slowly, a second figure emerged from beneath a teetering crate that had been emptied of its contents by unknown and desperate hands. As the figure emerged from the shadow into the light, it became clear that this was neither friend nor foe, for in his hand was a small scroll, tightly tied with the most delicate of French lace. The man appeared at the stern of the ship, pressed his lips to the scroll, 
while taking in the aroma of the perfumed lace and removed his battered hat. Pausing at the railing for a moment, he fixed his eyes on the rapidly approaching craft as its light grew ever brighter. Suddenly he spun around and stared in disbelief at the children who stood trembling, wide-eyed, in front of this lone figure. His eyes dropped down, his eyelids half-closed, as he uttered these cryptic words. Within this scroll, you too shall see the flight of time, the birth of a tree. If you can find the start of caves, your smiles shall mind the end of knaves. With that, he got down on one knee, placed the scroll on the deck, and slowly rolled that scroll toward the children. He then arose, and without a sound or a cry, he leapt silently over the edge of the railing into the frothy sea just some twenty feet below, leaving the children to wonder what secret was contained in the poem and the mysterious scroll. Stay tuned next time for our next action-packed chapter as Timmy and Becky finally face the man known only as the Badger. The preceding program was neither copyrighted nor protected and is solely contained in the imagination of Sibley Yelser, who is totally irresponsible for its content. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. In law. <laughs> um, that was really fun. I am very excited for the next segment. Yes, and if they're looking for a new host for Unsolved Mysteries when they inevitably reboot it, yeah, for the new millennium, I'm gonna send this clip in. Yes, to get you a job. You are a shoe in, Steve. <laughs> All right. Um. Lastly, on our agenda, we have um, a little bit more from Jennifer. Jennifer again with another question again. So binge watching movies and television. Uh, television wise, I have definitely been digging Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I like parodies. They're not really singing parodies, but they're singing a lot of sort of theatrical musical songs in the show. I just find that great. Um, though the storyline at this point is also very sad. And so I cry a lot, but I just can't stay away. But I have been enjoying the creativity and dance sequences and everything with, with that show. Um, previously, I had never seen the show Community. And so I finally watched it all and was like, why hadn't I watched it sooner? There was a lot of um, humor that I would have appreciated sooner. Okay, and I said that I was keeping a tally of movies watched. Uh, since I have been quarantining somewhat with my parents, we have watched a total of 68 Hallmark movies and a total of 61 movies, either just me on my own or non-Hallmark movies with them as well. So that is 129 movies watched while quarantining thus far. The official start date of the tally was March 21st. 
that is 2.48 movies a day, and that does not include any television shows also watched. So, Bobby and Emily and Fam, what's on TV? I respect that they are taking in that much television content. That's incredible. You guys should have, you deserve an award, a round of applause. Yes. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those bed sores that you have. <laughs> couch you, sores. Yeah, those couch sores, you earned every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bobby and I, we've been watching... Um, TV shows here and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And then we've been watching some 90s movies ourselves. So we watched um, Armageddon. Oh, yes. Which I did not fall asleep in. She didn't. It wasn't a good movie, but I... Something about it kept me going. You know what it is that you fall asleep on? It's the it's the war part. So like shooting, oh, yeah, I hate that. fighting, it automatically puts Emily to sleep. I just it's so irritating to me. And there was very little like war conflict, like That's fighting, true. shooting. It was just like we gotta save humanity. Yeah. I was really curious yeah. to see um, you know, whose whose life would be given up at the end because it was definitely heading in that direction and uh i gotta say and this is probably controversial Uh um i felt more connection more spark between Liv tyler no yes don't say that don't say it why go ahead and um bruce willis than i did Liv tyler and ben affleck okay for real armageddon for fans you don't want to hear that you don't want to hear that because (laughs) bruce willis he he like earned his place in all of our hearts as the dad figure so, I don't know. so the idea of him like romantically involved with Liv Tyler I would have recast it okay it's... John Voight's her dad and Bruce Willis <laughs> is the love interest I could see John Voight die I'd be okay <laughs> I'd with, be that. Fine with that I watched it in the worst way on Anaconda so that's another <laughs> 90s movie that definitely should be consumed all right, we got to get going, kids. Um, we're going to play you out with mm-hmm. a song Yes. Um, called Mrs. Robinson. And why are we playing that song, Emily? Because Let- Jennifer took a Hulu quiz and they told her to watch Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, she... she the she's, Graduate, I mean. <laughs> the Graduate. Uh, she said she wanted to find a funny movie with a happy ending, so she so. got The Graduate. So here you go. Here's Mrs. Robinson. All right. And thank you for joining us and tune in. Stay. Don't touch that dial. Don't touch it because coming up is a very wonderful man with a wonderful show, Leo. And that show I'm talking about is One World Mini Songs. Also, special thanks to Connie for uploading our show every week. Thank you, Connie. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Jaden. Thanks, Steve. Steve. Thanks, Leo. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.